Overcoming Energetic and Spiritual Burnout. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to episode 20 of Successful Bodyworker Podcast. I am your host, Zach Mayfield, creator of Successful Bodyworker, where helping and healing therapists always comes first. This is your one and only show that talks solely about the self-care and longevity of the massage therapist and bodyworker. Whether you practice ashiatsu, chair massage, deep tissue relaxation, does not matter to me. I will have the tips and tricks to help you stay in the game for the long haul so you can keep doing what you do best, working on clients. So how in the devil are you? Are you or another therapist you know dealing with energetic burnout? If so, please feel free to email me your answer at successfulbodyworker at gmail.com. I just want to hear what you personally do for spiritual and energetic burnout. So I will just say that in this intro and the actual episode, I will use the term energetic but I am actually meaning spirituality and energetic burnout. You know, they're one and the same just for the terms of this episode, although they are a bit different. Um, If you are experiencing this currently, how are you overcoming this? Do you have some kind of device in place to help you shield or weed out negative energy? Sometimes it can be your own energy coming to the forefront. Maybe you've had not a particularly good day, which you should also check at the door. Or maybe it is another client's personality or attitude towards you, other people, or their current situation that is being transferred to you. Whatever the case may be, the power to change the situation is solely in your hands and needs to be changed and bettered for you to be able to be the strongest version of yourself. And I always say this, that if you are not firing on all cylinders as far as energetic, physical, mental, and financial, then you are in most cases apt to burn out. My friend Elise Robertson and I on this show talk about some of the different reasons why massage therapists and health practitioners burn out energetically and how to overcome them through some choice methods, including law of attraction and raising your inner vibration. All right, let's get into my interview with Elise Robertson. All right, my guest today is Elise Robertson, and her main gig is helping health and wellness practitioners build good and profitable websites, which is pretty good. We need more of those, definitely. And also her, her own blog on EliseRobertson.com, which is also a great resource for practitioners. Uh, today, we're going to be on the topic of energetic and spiritual burnout, which is, as we were just talking about, a very expansive type of topic. It, it covers a wide array of things, and it does, it's not just one, one topic in particular. So Elise, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what got you into body work and what you do now? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, first of all. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> cool. So body work, it's so, it's so interesting that, that this is the topic that we're talking about because I definitely feel like the body work journey for me has also been right in line with my spiritual journey. So I, I started out after school getting into like nonprofit work, trying to get to like what I thought was my mission in life, my kind of like spiritual purpose. And I always felt like that was helping other people. And that's how I've, I've kind of guided my adult life, if you will. 
So I worked a nonprofit for a while, and then I ended up working uh, or living at a yoga center up in Massachusetts. Um, I discovered yoga in college, and that was like such a huge piece for me because I finally, I finally like got in touch with my physical being in a way that I had never done, especially through my adolescence. So it started with yoga, and I lived at a yoga center. After that, I got into uh, marketing and advertising. So I've kind of gone a little bit back and forth. So I worked at a marketing and advertising agency, um, and I got super burnout from that. And I think that was spiritual burnout. It wasn't serving my purpose. I wasn't able to take care of myself. Something was just missing. So I actually packed up a backpack and went over to New Zealand by myself and uh, traveled around for seven months in New Zealand. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I think I had such deep burnout. You know, we were talking about that. I had such deep burnout from this this work that I was doing and this experience that I had that I just needed like so much expansiveness. And I'm, I'm so fortunate that I could give myself that. And when okay, I came okay. back, tell me, tell me, yeah. all right, tell me a little bit about New Zealand. Like, how was that pivotal to your your spiritual awakening? Yeah. So, um, and this is something that. This was something that I learned and that I still use as like a coping mechanism um, when I have some kind of burnout is spending time by myself. I went completely by myself. And that was one thing, just traveling alone, using nothing but my own body. I didn't have my own vehicle over there. It was getting around and figuring things out. Um, it was the novelty of something new, of some place new, of seeing new things and new people all the time. Yeah. So... I had so much like self-discovery just in that journey. And that is essentially what led me to do body work. I knew as I was traveling when I was a kind of, I was just in my own space. I was, I was learning nothing about who I am um, and what I needed. So when I got back, that's actually when I started looking at massage schools and decided that it was time for a change that the work I was doing in marketing and advertising at the agency just like was not fulfilling. Um, I wasn't contacting people in the way that I wanted to. I was out of my body because I was sitting in a chair for eight hours a day staring at a screen. It was very disconnecting. So, and I also had some health issues when I was younger um, and that wasn't supporting my health and my wellness. And I was like, I need to get back into this industry because I had a little taste in uh, the yoga world and I was like, I want this health and wellness industry to be who I am. I want to be fully immersed in it. I want like, I want to be the person, like I want to be able to support myself, but I wanted to be able to bring it to others. Yeah. Um, so just having that time, like, like that huge amount of time to like look into myself was so huge. I'm so lucky that I have that. I know not everyone got to do that, but yeah, it was just so, so pivotal. So I ended up going to massage school uh, in 2014 and that started that that whole journey into um into body work awesome so do you still practice now or is it mostly the, the online stuff yeah so i i don't practice any any longer i just moved from uh, gainesville florida to raleigh north carolina and when i moved out of town four months ago is when i closed my practice but i did start a private practice down in florida i did that for a couple years and it was fantastic there, I mean, there was a lot of it. I definitely got burnout in a lot of different realms through that. And I was just listening to your last interview with Melinda Liu uh, on my way over here. And uh, she just like kind of hit the nail on the head for me. Like talk about these different types of burnout. And I, I totally resonated with her. Like, 
yeah. it was it was physical it was mental it was spiritual it was also like I needed something new. I'm, I'm, I'm a person that loves novelty, that loves challenge, that um, loves change, and, and also using all my gifts. So I do have, um, you know, my backgrounds in marketing and advertising. I went to school for it. I did it. And uh, even through my massage career at different positions that I've been working at in my own practice, I have used those skills to, um, to market my business, to create websites for other businesses and myself. So um, it was an easy transition when I when I finally decided that I think it's time to like take my hands off the table and support others that are going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to leave the business, but I'm very excited to help people that are still doing it. Yeah, that's great. That you're the first that I've heard of that helps therapists and other health practitioners build websites. I think that's great. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about energetic and spiritual burnout, the, the main topic yeah. of this podcast. What do you think it is and what causes it? So it's such an interesting question. And I even I even Googled it because I was like, what do other people say about this? Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I find is a lot of religious resources I found on, on Google, which is interesting. I myself am not a religious person, but I do feel like I'm a spiritual being for sure. Uh, and the topic itself, it's like, I'm in this present moment, I'm recovering from spiritual burnout. Uh, I had, I've, I've been doing some uh, work with other women um, in getting deep into the emotional and spiritual side recently. And it's like, it's been a lot. And I feel yeah, like man. I'm suffering from it. But the thing is, like, I know spiritual and emotional burnout in my own body. And I think that's the only way I can know it. Um, I have a hard time putting that to words. What, what do you think? What do, how do you feel uh, that that's defined? Well, for myself, I, I don't know that I've actually experienced it. Mm. I mean, that there's, there's some clients, that, like, like we were just talking about, that do not clash with my personality. Mm -hmm. like I'm very, a very type B, and I'm optimistic. Um, and I feel like when I have these high energy, very high output type A personalities that are uh, specifically pessimistic, uh -huh. which you don't, I feel like maybe you see more than you might think, but for whatever reason, <laughs> it just does not clash with me. Yeah. And I end up not doing a good session because it, it's hard for me. Yeah. And, and like things like filtering negative energy out, people with headaches and stuff, I'll, I'll a, a day later, I'll get a headache. Well, that's interesting because like, I identify as an empath um, okay. and, and, and maybe that's, and I can only speak from my own experience, but that's I'm definitely, all, an, it's sorry? all subjective. I would totally, think. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I've always felt like an empath and I, I find it easy for me to take on other people's things, take on their other, take on their emotion stuff. And I have a very difficult time putting up that boundary of like, this is not me. If somebody's crying in front of me, I get choked up. If, and, but on the other end, if they're like really happy, I feel joy for people so easily. Yeah. So, and I think that's, or in my experience as well, I've seen that that's typical in massage therapists. Obviously it's not everybody, um, but I have seen that a lot. So I think that whether... I mean, whether you're empathic or not, or you, you identify that or not, there's, there's things that cause it, or there's ways that can prevent it. And I think like, just like overgiving of yourself, whether it is, I don't know, whatever that looks like for you, when you're overgiving to your clients or 
whoever it may be, that's an easy way to like burn out. So it's it's kind of the overgiving martyr type thing yeah. and you're and you're not I giving back to yourself. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Um that and as well as the lack of boundaries. And yeah. it's not even just like like boundaries, there's so many of them. Um and for me it's the boundary that I need is like this is not mine. Like your emotional experience, your past experience is not mine. And I need to recognize that. That's a way that, or that's, I think, can be a cause is when you take on another person's junk, like whatever that mm -hmm. is, whether it's emotion or experience or just like a difficult time that they're going through. I think that can easily like get to your emotional and spiritual body and like really rob it of energy. So, and I think knowing yourself is like also something that's so important in in those realms if you don't know yourself and what if you do that like i know myself i know that i'm empathic i know that i take on other people's things um i'm not perfect at any of those things it's always a process but i know that i'm actively trying to put up comfortable boundaries to protect right. myself all right so going into boundaries then you were talking about there are ways to filter some of this stuff let's let's go into that a little bit what do you think are some ways to to kind of overcome it or filter it like I myself personally like wash my hands with salt. Oh, I know it's like it's a little bit extreme maybe yeah. in some cases, but you know, salt is known to kind of push away energy. Yeah. Push away bad negative energy. So I, 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 I do that. I think that's so interesting because like ritual. And mm -hmm. I'm not good I'm not good at this. Um, or I haven't I haven't historically been good at that, but I think that's perfect. Like if you can have some kind of ritual that resonates with you, and that's another thing, it needs to resonate with you. People have told me things in the past to like help me, but it doesn't always, um, it just doesn't always seem to fit with me. Um, yeah. But that, and probably the same for you. And like, that's why it's something like salt works for you. If you can find a ritual that helps you um, put up those boundaries or just like cut yourself off or yeah, just something like that. Like I've heard people say before they go into a session, they say a little prayer or they just have a mantra or just like even just a deep breath and a check-in and say like, this is me and this is my client. I, I think that's definitely like, if you can find something that helps you, but I think it's very personal. Yeah, yeah. So have you, have you ever experienced burnout in this capacity? Yeah, I do. I actively do. Even in my work now, even though I'm not working or it doesn't seem like my work is as connected like I'm, I'm working with people over zoom and, and like we're working on something a little more practical I'm still opening myself up and giving myself and like trying to connect with people in a very empathic way because I'm you know I'm helping you express yourself but so I'm I, I always I deal with it a lot and I'm not always good at keeping it away but I have found ways to cope with it when I'm experiencing it. And it's just a lot of self-care, um, a lot of grace with myself, knowing that it'll go away, uh, and a lot of rest. It takes me a lot to recover from um, energetic, emotional, spiritual burnout. Yeah, it's definitely, for me, it's very physical. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. so it, it, it kind of man manifests itself physically? Yeah, I mean, I get, I get very tired and overwhelmed and... Um, yeah. I cry. I'm, I'm a big crier. So, and sometimes that's good. Sometimes that release is a big thing. Um, and then if I can remind myself again, like, like their emotions are not your emotions. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I mentioned before, like, do you think I myself clash with certain types of personalities? Have you experienced yeah. that? Do, do you think that's kind of <laughs> something that can contribute to it? I do think it can. Gosh, I'm trying to think of an example that I have. Personally, I think I've been very good with attracting the type of people that I, well, no, I, I definitely have had clients that I clash with. And, and that is a hard thing to do. And it's hard to be present with them. And it's hard to, to feel like I'm giving, I'm giving of myself when I have them. Yeah, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's transference. Like they, they remind me of somebody that I knew in a, they like knew in yeah. my, my past life or whatever. And it's just not a good feeling. And it's oh. not their fault. Right. But yeah, it's it's not fair, but <laughs> but that's one one. Sometimes thing. it happens. It it definitely happens, and I think it's mm -hmm. I think that's actually um, a very powerful experience that a person can yeah. have because you're learning more about yourself. Um, and if you're the kind of person that can that can like kind of go inside and like observe that and maybe like just ask like what's that about it can be so powerful i mean i'm a big fan of, of therapy and, and talk therapy and talking these things out and working through them and i always feel like if you're clashing with somebody and you know if you're you know somebody sets you off i mean that's all within yourself you know that's something that's there and i think it's a really beautiful like opportunity to explore something within yourself when when you come up against a person that you clash with it's, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's like, you're going to be happy for it every time and you don't have to be. I think it definitely can like kind of suck your energy and bring you down. Um, yeah. And if, you know, especially if a person sets off, like triggers you and sets off an emotional reaction, it's friggin' exhausting sometimes. Yeah. And um, might get a, lot, a little psychological here, but I know a lot of therapists deal with the issue of like transference and counter-transference. Uh -huh. If you've ever kind of experienced that, how, how do you shut that shit down? <laughs> Talk to me a little it, bit about what you're... You hear like it in a kind of erotic type of text, uh -huh. but it, it doesn't have to be. It, it can be um, like transference in particular. Your client can see you as a guru or uh -huh. this all-knowing, encompassing type of deity or something like that. And we are just practitioners. Yeah. We, we don't know everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's important for clients to not see us in a particular light. Yeah. We, we can't, we can't diagnose uh -huh. certain things. We can't, we can't prescribe what you should do. Uh -huh. So, you know, therefore there should be a kind of this boundary between yeah. clients and yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely a boundaries issue at times. Mm -hmm. um, I, I haven't had that experience a lot, but I think, I don't know. I think there's some mindset piece to that too. Yeah. That like, I don't see myself as that. And I think if I've had clients in the past that have put that on me, I don't know. Maybe I just put it out there. Like, it's just not me. It, yeah. I don't know. It's not, that's not a big thing that I've, that I've encountered. Yeah. But and I understand um, it. I haven't experienced it either, but yeah, it's a, it's a definitely an interesting one. I, I I've seen it a little bit in my group too. So yeah, it's just one of those things that I think needs to be talked about. Definitely. Uh -huh. So let, let's get on the, the topic of bodily vibration. We're going to get a little bit quacky here, guys. Sorry about it, but it needs to be talked about again. So we all know that, well, we might not all know, but if your vibration is low, uh -huh. 
your bodily vibration, there, there's a tendency where you can get sick or you can, you know, not feel your, your best self. So uh, what, what do you think are some ways that we can raise our vibration? Because yeah. th that can definitely like kind of transfer into having a good practice and having good relationships with people. Yeah. If your vibration is higher. When, when I hear by like talk about vibration, um, I feel like, and I know you're going to talk about this a little, it's like that, um, I, I see it as like, uh, more of like what you're outputting, like, especially mm -hmm. in terms of like negative, positive. And, um, you know, you talk a little bit about the law of attraction. Um, so that's how we'll, I see, we'll you, which we'll talk a about a little bit, but I see that kind of in the vibration. It's like, whatever you're putting out, whatever you're exuding is like that kind of vibration. So, so whatever you want to get out of life, that's what you, you put in. Maybe <laughs> I, I, say, say your question one more time. Okay. So originally it was, uh, how can one benefit from raising the mm. vibration, but that's, that's not very functional now. Is right. it? So if our vibrations are lower, how can we effectively raise them? Mm. I think that's a huge mindset piece. And I also think it's, uh, talking about those practices that we talked about before with like to protect yourself from burnout. I think they're very similar. Like what can you do to raise your vibration? Maybe it is, maybe it is a ritual of some sort. Maybe it's a mantra or a prayer. Maybe it's meditation. I, I think meditation is a great thing to help raise your vibration because you can kind of tap in. For me, it's like it's movement. If, if I'm like, if my vibrations are feeling low, if I can get into yoga or I can take a walk outside in the world, I can raise my vibrations. Here's what it is, I think. When you're truly happy, uh -huh. truly happy, not just putting on this facade uh -huh. for people to see you with a smile on your face, like true happiness, things that make you happy, going outside in nature, you know, walking with your bare feet or like reading a book, listening to music that you enjoy having a good conversation like we're having now yes. or doing something that really makes you truly happy uh -huh. is going to raise your vibration. Uh -huh. yes. It's going to. Yes. So I, I think, you know, we, we maybe have to get away from the negativity, weed that stuff out in our lives. Uh -huh. I, I'm kind of preaching here, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you because it's like, you know, you know what I find? doing things that we love, sometimes it is hard to give that to ourselves. And yeah. sometimes, especially as, you know, as therapists, we talk about like the martyrs got thought and like just the fact that our job is like, we're, we're working with people, we're giving to people, like we're in a physical space with other people all the time. It can be difficult to like give those things to ourselves that are going to make us truly happy and raise yeah. our vibrations. And I think, I think we kind of need to push through that you know, one thing that I had all through my career and even now is like support groups. And it's yeah. just like, not even like support groups, like proper. It's just a group of other therapists that I can get together with every couple of weeks and like talk about things or, or a mentor. I think a mentor is so important uh, when you're doing your own thing. Um, yeah. And especially something like this that can have so many levels of burnout. If you can have a mentor and just talk to them and like work through some of that stuff, um, that can just change everything and that can help raise your vibration and make you happier. 
And then, you know, there's also the question too of just like, are you like what you attract, you bring in or fake it till you make it? Like, are you going to pretend to be happy until you are happy? Or are you going to try to get happy so you can put out that happy? I don't know what the answer is, but those are just thoughts around that. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's not just about happiness solely because there are things that make you happy that are detrimental, guilty pleasures or like, you know, things like that. You think about songs that you shouldn't like but you do yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's not very, very good for your health or vibration. Uh-huh. So maybe it's things that get you a little bit closer to your goal Interesting. or things like that. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, this is such a big topic and I feel like everyone's going to have an opinion here. Um, I'm, I'm so glad we're yeah, talking it, about it though, just to get it going. It's just, it's all, yeah. It's like, it's all about just getting out of it, what you, what you want mm-hmm. and where where your your status is in yeah. life and if you're going through burnout you know do it in your own way but this is to help you you know yeah and yeah so you, you mentioned before that you you kind of energetically attract your own client totally so is that with law of attraction are you like actively intention setting there? I, I don't think i've ever uh used the words law of attraction um I think it's a very trending yeah, thing. Yeah, and I don't but. think that's bad, and I don't think it's going to resonate no. with everybody. And that's, like, all of that is okay. But I have had the experience of not being intentional with what I want and getting not what I want. You know, like, when I, yeah, so. Um, Filtering and weeding yeah. people out. Yeah, and, and in my practice, I remember having this. I was just, why am I getting a whole bunch of shitty clients that don't appreciate me or whatever? And I was like, oh, I'm not putting out there what I'm wanting. And I think part of that was I didn't, I guess I didn't know that I could do that or that I deserved that or that it was possible. Um, Hmm. I feel like it's a constant reminder for myself that I can have what I want. And I see so many people getting not what they want and complaining because of it or like how do I get the clients that I want how do I get more clients and so I do think there is something to like putting out there what you want and I'm a very practical person as well as like spiritual and serial as well but so so I do feel like the power of attraction on a like a higher vibration spiritual level can be really powerful in attracting what you want but also on a practical level knowing what you want and putting it out there in a physical way or a a tactical way like how you plan your business like what your business plan is and like what i do like what what are you going to put on your website to attract the right client i I don't think these things are not interconnected like the mindset piece and and this thought of law of attraction and what you actually say in words and what you actually put out in your marketing and you actually tell people that you do so i don't think law of attraction needs to be so woo-woo I think it's actually a very right, yeah. practical tool in a lot of ways. Yeah, and we, we probably utilize it in more ways than we actually right. know. I mean, what are you doing sitting there like, oh, I, I really want this, this type of client or I, I want this amount yeah. of money yeah. per year or this amount of money per hour. And it ends up uh-huh. happening. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you, you take steps to get there, but... It, you're putting out the energy to to get it. And and part of that I think is goal setting too. I don't think goal setting and law of attraction are very different either. It's like if right. I want to make 
you know, $100,000 a year, I'm never going to get there if I don't set that intention. Like if I'm just like, oh, I just want to make as much money as possible, then that possibility is probably going to be lower than what it could be. But if you are going to say, I want to make six figures, you're going to put out that energy eventually to get it. Yeah. If you're, if you're physically and spiritually and mentally invested, you're going to do what it takes to make it happen. I, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this, this whole thing is mind blowing. What are your top three tips for any therapist dealing with energetic or spiritual burnout or just a therapist who wants to prevent it? Yeah. Well, I definitely would say find a practice that works for you to either combat it or deal with it. And, and like we talked about, you said you wash your hands with salt. I think that is so cool that that is a thing that works for you. And it might not look like what someone else does, but um, that's okay too. So just find something, whether it's finding a quiet space after your client leaves or giving yourself a little more time between clients so you can take a couple breaths and like recenter yourself. Maybe it's, maybe it's writing in a journal or uh, meditation or or something physical like taking a walk around the building or washing your hands with salt. I don't know. It could be anything. I think it's just really important to to find something that you can do in a way um, that that feels beneficial. Awesome. Um, and then what I always say is ask for help. And I think this is another thing we have a hard time with in this industry is asking for help because we're giving it so much. We're giving and we're giving. But it's okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm, uh, let me tell you, I'm still learning this. Mm -hmm. And I'm still seeing people that learn this. And I work with a lot of um, wellness people and energy, you know, people that give a lot of their energy, and they have a hard time with it too. And it's, it's just, it's a constant practice for us, just like our work is. Um, so asking for help or finding a person or a group that you can talk to and get support and help is going to be, in my opinion, just like, so yeah, there, there's a ton of leaders out there. There's yeah. Scott Lindquist, there's Melinda Liu, there's you, yeah. there's Daryl Turner, there's, you know, like there's Richard so Platts. Exactly. There's a ton. And so if you're struggling, just reach out. Reach out. And I think yeah. that's part of the spiritual practice. You know, mm -hmm. whatever your spiritual practice looks like for you, I think asking for help is such a huge piece of that. And yeah, in any spiritual practice, you're always like, you're always, you're never doing it by yourself. And I don't think we have to. And then the last thing was um, just being aware of clients that are too draining to your energy or your spirit and either let them go, find a way to let them go, or find a way to, to set really clear boundaries within yourself. And you talked about that so well when you're saying like you clash personalities. And yeah, I mean, like you, I think you can clash personalities and just be like, I can't do this. Or you can find clashing personalities and say, I'm going to find a way to make this okay. Yeah, last week's episode, Melinda said something really, really interesting that I, I never really thought about. Doing like a, a mental self audit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she, she raises her prices every year and it, it kind of like just naturally, naturally people can't pay that. So it, they can't budget it and then they stop coming to her, uh -huh. <laughs> or, you know, but if she has a, a client, and I myself have done this too, if, if we have clients that are just spiritually draining, like uh -huh. spirit suckers, uh -huh. let go of them. Yeah. 
don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. And, and, and in your whole life, too, you know, like there are going to be people in your personal life, too, that are going to suck your energy and your spirit. And what are you going to do? Are you going to allow them to keep doing that? Or are you going to say, actually, I have to take care of myself? Yeah. And you're so good at talking about like the self-care. I think this is a big self-care piece is knowing mm -hmm. where um, like just relationships, relationships can be so draining and you just need to know what's healthy and what you're willing to put up with. Yeah. If, if you are trying to help people being a therapist, you have to help yourself first. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. that's the most probably the most invaluable thing you can learn from this <laughs> this episode I would say like just yeah just like putting what you want out there and just taking care of yourself first absolutely you cannot pour from an empty cup right right it's like it's a constant lesson constant I know you're yeah you're I don't think you're a person without <laughs> growing you <laughs> yeah, know in, exactly. in every aspect exactly all right well that comes to the end of my questions unfortunately but where can where can our listeners find you do you have um, a big following on social media or are you active on social media do you, do you have a website um i'm fairly active on social media i'm more in groups like helping where i can because it's something that i love to do um i have a facebook page my, it's my business facebook page it's elise robertson web design um super active on there but i'm putting some stuff out and i'm getting ready to up my uh, posts on instagram i'm there I'm still using it for just like hanging out with people, but I'm about to launch it. Um, I, I worked in, you know, I said I worked in the, the marketing and advertising and I got kind of burnt out on social media. So yeah. like, this is a big thing for me, but where you can really find me is on my website, elisefarberson.com. And you can sign up for my free five day wellness website challenge. Uh, if you're looking to build your own website, it's a video tutorial. It walks you through it in five days. That's my big thing. And then once you're there, I have a Facebook group that I'm active in to uh, help people get through that and, um, and complete it and have a beautiful website presence that's functional yeah. and supportive. Websites are important to your, your lifeblood. That's where your clients go to know more about you. Yes. So if you are having a lot of issues and struggles trying to build a website, knowing what to put on there, Go to Elise. She will put together a website for you that is not only attractive, but will draw clients in and bite. So yeah, it's a it's a bigger process than you would think, but yeah, it's, a, it's but, a one that's worth it. Yeah, you're you are <laughs> planting the seed and bearing fruit later. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I thank you so much for coming on today. It was. Yes. Uh, a mind opener for sure it got me thinking awesome. i think i i raised my vibration yeah me talking too. about a lot of this stuff so yeah it, it needs to be talked about definitely awesome and I, so. I love this stuff and i'm so happy to like you know my my work is so practical doing online and, and web design but i'm like i'm really into the spiritual side and i don't think it's it's not connected so i'm super happy to just like have talked to you about this topic yeah. If you have any other topics you want to talk about, let's do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share this with another LMT friend that you feel could benefit from this episode, as well as commenting and leaving a good review. I also have a Facebook group, Successful Body Worker Tribe, and we all talk about things like self-care, business building, and everything fun in between. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Successful Body Worker. See you all on the inside.